going to be turning to the book of Judges, chapter 1. But before we do that, you don't have to stand uh, right now for the reading of God's Word. Before we do that, I, I wanted to give just a little Father's Day exhortation and, and do so from the Scripture. And I wanted to read to you uh, to our fathers this morning out of the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 29, where... It reads, Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulchre is with us unto this day, therefore being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He, seeing this before, spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. This Jesus hath God raised up, whereof we are all witnesses, therefore being by the right hand of God exalted, having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he hath shed forth this which you now see and hear. For David is not ascended into the heavens, but he saith himself, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand until I make thy foes thy footstool. Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are far off even as many as the Lord our God shall call. I read that, and you hear because Peter started out, started out by saying, men and brethren. And they answered by saying, men and brethren, what should we do? Then we read in Acts 7 and 2, Stephen's speech, and he said, men and brethren and fathers, hearken. The God of glory appeared unto our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he dwelt in and, uh Sharan. And then in Paul's speech in Acts 22 and 1, Men, brethren, and fathers, hear ye my defense, which I make now unto you. And I feel like that God would have me to do the same today to address you as men and brethren and fathers. Men and brethren, fathers, hear the word of the Lord today. God's always made it very clear and distinct who he intends to lead. Men and brethren, fathers, hear the word of the Lord. God's talking to you today. So again, happy Father's Day. I want to read to you now the book of Judges, chapter number one. We'll read verses one through three together, and that's where we'll take our text from today. Judges, chapter number one, and verse number one. Now after the death of Joshua, it came to pass that that the children of Israel asked the Lord, saying, Who shall go up for us against the Canaanites first to fight against them? And the Lord said, Judah shall go up. Behold, I have delivered the land into his hand. And Judah said unto Simeon, his brother, Come up with me into my lot, that we may fight against the Canaanites, and I likewise will go with thee into thy lot. So Simeon went with him. Amen. I, I want to use that. Last verse, verse number three, come up with me into my lot. And that's what I want to preach up, uh, preach on this morning. Come up 
with me. Come up with me. Father, we thank you for the word of God this morning. I ask you, Lord, that you'll speak to every heart and to every life. God, as we honor our fathers, our dads, men of God, upon whom you placed your hand and poured out your spirit, I pray you'd speak clearly and distinctly, but not only to men this morning, to each and every one of us that are here under the sound of my voice. I pray, oh God, that you'll draw us to this altar, that you'll do an everlasting work in our heart and life. There's some here today that need to be saved, and you are a savior. Somebody here that needs to be healed and made whole, you're a healer today. I pray we'd all leave full of the Holy Ghost. Grant it, we pray in Jesus' mighty name. If you love him, would you say amen? Amen. amen. In our text, there is a very interesting backstory into this statement by the tribe of Judah under their brethren, Simeon. Now, you didn't have one man named Judah saying to another man named Simeon, come up with me into my lot. What you had was the tribe of Judah, which pertained to thousands, saying to the tribe of Simeon, come up with me into my lot. But if, as you look at the individuals of Judah and Simeon, that's the backstory of their inheritance. And you have to go back into Genesis chapter 34 and verse 24, and I want to speak to you a moment about Simeon's sin. And it reads, And unto Hamor and unto Shechem his son hearkened all that went out of the gate of his city, and every male was circumcised, all that went out of the gate of his city. Here's the backstory. Uh, the, the prince, or the king of this place that was named after his son, Shechem, the king of Shechem, is Hamor, and his son is Shechem, and Shechem seen one of Jacob's daughters, Dinah. He thought she was beautiful. He wanted her for himself. And the Bible said that he took her. He forced himself upon her. He raped her, if you want to be crude with it. That's what happened. And when she went back home, she told her brothers what had happened to her. And the brothers, in their incensed rage and anger, made a plan. And their plan was, we're going to go, unbeknownst to our dad or to anybody else in the family, we're going to go and we're going to, we're going to make a league, a covenant with Hamor and his son Shechem, who'd done this to our sister. We're going to tell them that we'll enter into covenant with them and they can partake of our cattle. We're going to tell them they can marry all of our daughters to be their wives and we can marry their daughters to be our wives and we'll be in league and in covenant with, with them and we'll be one people. The only condition is you have to be circumcised because that's our covenant with God is circumcision and you have to be circumcised. So in our text, Hamor and Shechem agree to this. And then in verse 25 it says, it came to pass on the third day when they were sore. You understand when all the men adult men in the city had been circumcised, they were sore. They were so sore they couldn't walk, much less fight. On the third day when they were sore, the, that two of the sons of Jacob, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brethren, took each man his sword and came upon the city boldly and slew all the males. And they slew Hamor and Shechem, his son, with the edge of the sword and took Dinah out of Shechem's house and went out. 
the sons of Jacob came upon the slain and spoiled the city because that they had defiled their sister. They took their sheep and their oxen and their asses and that which was in the city and that which was in the field and all their wealth and all their little ones and their wives took they captive and spoiled even all that was in the house. And Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, you have troubled me to make me stink among the inhabitants of the land, among the Canaanites and the Perizzites. I being few in number, they shall gather themselves together against me and slay me, and I shall be destroyed, I and my house. Here in our text, you see Simeon's sin. And then at the end of Jacob's life, when he is laying hands on all of his sons, pronouncing a blessing upon each of his sons before he dies, as was common in the days of the patriarchs. In Genesis 49 and 5, we read Simeon and Levi are brethren. Those are the two brothers that committed the sin of murder. Simeon and Levi are brethren. Instruments of cruelty are in their habitation. O my soul, come not thou into their secret. Under their assembly, mine honor, be not thou united. For in their anger they slew a man, and in their self-will they dig down a wall. Cursed be their anger, for it was fierce, and their wrath, for it was cruel. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. Here you have not only the sin of Simeon, but you find the curse that is associated with the sin of Simeon. You know the wages of sin is death. You know sin still has a curse attached to it. When we partake in sin, we also partake of the curse that sin brings upon our life. And I, I, I could go on and continue to read the day that the Levites came out from under their curse was the day that Moses came down off of the mount and all the children of Israel were. The Bible said, worshiping a golden calf, committing idolatry. And Moses said, who's on the Lord's side? Come over here. And the Levites, having been under Jacob's curse, pronounced curse, for many, many years on that day, stepped to the forefront and said, we want to be on the Lord's side. We're tired of living under, under the pronounced judgment of our sin. We want to serve the Lord. And God remembered Levi and made him a priest in the house of God. And Levi had his own inheritance among the children of Israel when all the land was allotted. But under Simeon, there was given no allotment. Think about that. Under Simeon, there was given no allotment, no blessing. There is no place for sin in the blessing of God. God can't bless over sin. And God won't bless over sin. Judah, on the other hand, was blessed. And we understand that Christ was to be born from the tribe of Judah. Judah means praise. Yeah. And it's no wonder that Christ would to be, was to be born in a tribe where the name means praise or the, or the praises of God. Jesus was born with angels praising. Oh. Amen. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. 
when Jesus entered into Jerusalem, he'd done so with people strolling their, their, their garments and laying down palm branches and praising him at the disgust of the, of the Pharisees that said, forbid your disciples to do this. He said, if these hold their peace, even the rocks would cry out. He must be praised. Yeah. In heaven right now, there are seraphims flying above the throne which rest not day or night and cry one to another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and who is and who is to come. He inhabits praise. He is to be praised. And no wonder he was born in the tribe of Judah, which means uh, praise or praises unto God. In Genesis 49 and 8, this was Jacob's prayer over Judah before he died. Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. Thy hand shall be in the neck of thine enemies. Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. Judah is a lion's well. From the prey, my son, thou art gone up. He stooped down, he couched as a lion, and as an old lion, who shall rouse him up? The scepter, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh come. The word Shiloh means Messiah. Until Shiloh come, unto him shall the gathering of the people be. That was Judah. And uh, we, we read the appointment of the lots as the children of Israel are now many years later. As was promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They've been in bondage for over 400 years and now God has freed them from Egyptian bondage. And now as Moses has led them for the last 40 years through the wilderness, they're about to inherit the promised land. And as they are, they're each giving appointments or, or lots of their inheritance. Their allotted blessing is about to be fulfilled. In, in Joshua 19 and verse 1, it says, The second lot came forth to Simeon, even for the tribe of the children of Simeon, according to their families, and their inheritance was within the inheritance of the children of Judah. They had no inheritance of their own, but Judah, upon entering in, looked to Simeon and said, Come up with me into my lot. Yeah. Yeah. Come up with me into my lot. I know you don't have a place of your own, but I love you. And I want you to have a lot with me. I want you to be blessed. There is no blessing for you outside of you entering in with me. Can you not see Judah being a type of Christ? Saying that every soul that lives under the pronounced judgment of sin, come up with me. Come up with me or else there is no blessing for you. You have no allotted inheritance unless you abide with me. So come up with me. Enter in with me. That's what Judah is saying to his brethren in Simeon. In verse number 9, out of the portion of the children of Judah was the inheritance of the children of Simeon. For the part of the children of Judah was too much for them. Therefore the children of Simeon had their inheritance within the inheritance of them. When the land of promise was being divided up, 
by the children of Israel, by tribes. There was no allotment for Simeon. Why? Again, because of the curse of sin. Sin has no inheritance among God's people. You have no right to the blessing of God outside of Jesus Christ. You have no part with God in the kingdom of God unless you are in union with the Lord Jesus Christ. Unless he is your Lord. Unless uh, he is your brother. That's when something beautiful happened in our text. Simeon is living under the curse all these years later. It's been over 400 years since the murders took place at Shechem, and that's a long time to live beneath the curse of sin, the guilt, the shame, the burden, having no hope. The Bible said, without God, strangers from the commonwealth of Israel, aliens from God's promises, without God having no hope in the world. That was us. That was you and I. That was Simeon in our text. He had no hope. Then something beautiful happens. Judah, appointed by God. Who shall go up first? Who shall go and fight against the Canaanites? Who shall lead us in the battle? And the Lord said, Judah shall go up first, for I deliver the Canaanites into his hand. I want to tell you, praise needs to go up before anything else does. You enter into prayer with God before you ask him for anything. Praise needs to go first. Amen. I preached that years ago. Let Judah go first. Let praise go first. I'll enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Amen. Enter into his presence with singing. The Bible said that's why we start every service uh, with praise uh, and with worship. Uh, that should always go first. Uh, he's worthy of that. A king is due his praise. Uh, our Lord is to be praised uh, and to be honored for what he has done. Let Judah go first. And as Judah gets ready to mount up uh, and to lead his brethren in the battle, the one tribe that has no allotment, the one tribe that's been left out uh, of all the blessing, he looks to that one brother, Simeon, the tribe of Simeon, and says, uh, come up with me. Come up with me into my lot and fight against, uh, fight, uh, uh, against the Canaanites with me, and then I'll go with you into your lot, or I will appoint unto you a lot uh, within my lot. Come and fight with me, and you'll be blessed for it. Come up with me is what he's saying. The call is upward. Yeah. Praise God. There's a call of the divine to come up with me this morning. Come up with me and leave the curse of your fathers and be blessed of the Lord. Why continue to live under the guilt and the shame and the burden of sin a day longer? Come up with me yeah. in the battle is what he said. This story sounds familiar, doesn't it? In Romans chapter number 5 and verse 6, for when we were yet without strength, when we were living without blessing and under the curse, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. 
For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly, yes. or died for us. Uh, when you didn't have nothing, uh, Jesus looked to you and said, come up with me. Yeah. Oh. When you had no allotment, uh, when you had no appointed blessing, Jesus looked to you and said, hey you, come up with me. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if, we, for if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being now reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, that was Simeon's curse. Uh, their father Simeon had sinned the sin of murder and cruelty upon their enemy and was cursed for it. As by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin, so death passed upon all men for that all had sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. He said, even though you didn't sin in the garden, Adam's sin and the curse of that sin was passed down upon you. He said, but not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one, the sin of one man, many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded to many. He said, if all men, the death sentence is passed down, the curse is passed down because of one man's sin, Adam that through one man, Jesus Christ, uh, and his obedience uh, is the free gift of God's love and mercy and grace extended to all men. Yeah. Not only extended to all men, but it has abounded unto men. Yeah. Where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift for the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses under justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men under justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. The curse of sin still is upon every man from Adam to Eddie. Yeah. 
Do you understand? The curse of sin still rests upon all mankind from Adam all the way to Eddie. That's me. So also is the free gift unto every man from Jesus Christ all the way to me. You just got to determine what you're going to live under. If you're going to live under Adam's curse or if you're going to live under Christ's blessing. You're going you're gonna to follow one of those two men. You're going to walk after the flesh uh, that's following Adam into the curse, into the abyss uh, with no allotted place, uh, with no allotted blessing. Or you're going to walk according to the Spirit. Uh, you're going to come up with me is what Jesus is saying. You're going to walk in the Spirit uh, and not after the flesh. So the curse of sin was upon every man from Adam until you and I. So is the free gift unto every man from Jesus Christ all the way up to you and I because of his offering of himself for our sin at Calvary. Romans 6 and 23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. We deserve death, but Jesus said at Calvary, come up with me. He said, Lord, when you enter into your kingdom, remember me. He said, this day shalt thou be with me in paradise. A thief hanging next to him on the cross looked over to the Lord. Says, is there any allotted portion for me except for curse, except for damnation? Will I receive the wages of my sin? Lord, please remember me. He said, come up with me. This day you're going to be with me in paradise. What is God's free gift to you? It's eternal life. John 3 and 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. This world's condemned already. Adam took care of that. The only way you can have the free gift of eternal life is to part with Adam and to side with the Lord Jesus Christ. This is God's call to you today. Come up with me into my life. The psalmist prayed in Psalms 3 and 4, I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. Then he said in chapter 24 and verse 3, Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? He starts out in chapter 3. He said, I cried unto the Lord, and he's up there, and I'm down here. And he heard me up there out of his holy hill. And now there's been a journey take place through prayer. There's an ascension that takes place through the prayer of repentance. He lifts you up out of the miry clay and out of the pit of sin. He lifts you up out of the the curse that sin brings with it. And he places you on the holy ground where he abides. The psalmist said in Psalm 24, Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? 
he that hath clean hands and a pure heart who hath not lifted up his soul in the vanity nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him and that seek thy face. Hallelujah. What generation is the generation that will go up with him? What generation is the generation that will abide in his holy hill and will stand in that holy place? He said the generation that seeks him. The generation that calls upon him. And the Bible said in the last days that whosoever would call upon the name of the Lord would be saved. Do you hear the call this morning? Come up with me into my lot. Come and do battle with me against my foes and against my enemy. And I will apportion you your lot with me. Hallelujah to God. Abide in him. Oh, and you'll sit with him in his throne as he overcame and has sat down with the Father in his throne. He'll allow you to sit with him. There's still a call this morning to come up with me. Still that call. Revelation 4 and 1. After this I looked and behold a door was opened in heaven and the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me which said come up hither and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. You know what that is? In the first three chapters, God deals with the church. You don't read nothing in the book of Revelation about the church no more. After chapter 4, in verse 1, there's a call. Come up hither, and I'll show you the things which must be hereafter. Right. After that's dealing with the, the great tribulation that's going to come upon the face of the earth. It's going to end up in the second coming of Christ in the millennial reign. Then it's going to end up uh, with, with Satan and the beast and the false prophet being cast into the lake of fire. Right. What is this voice that said, come up hither? It's the rapture. Yeah. It's the rapture of the church. <laughs> Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection over which the second death shall have no power. You don't want to miss the rapture. Right. You don't want to miss the rapture. Oh, no. You want to make that. How? Blessed and holy. How am I going to get there? You better start seeking the Lord. There ain't nothing holy about you except it's him. All in sin that comes short of the glory of God. There's none that doeth good. No, not one. The psalmist said, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have all turned aside and went our own way. There's only one. There's only one. His name is Jesus. Amen. The sinless one. The Messiah. Yes. The King of kings. The Lord of lords. Yes. Who conquered death, hell, and the grave. Who overcame Satan. Right. He and he alone yes, has been given yes. the allotted city. Thanks, New Jerusalem. It's all him. Hallelujah. It's all him. It's not parted out into 12 tribes. The whole city 
belongs to him. It is the city of our God. It is the city of the great king. Woo! Hallelujah. And his call is going to be, come up with me into my lot, into my city. And I'll appoint you a lot with me. You'll sit with me in my throne. You'll be my bride. Everything that belongs to me will be yours. I'll make sure of it. That's love, folk. That's a love that you'll find nowhere else and nobody else. Kirsten, if you'll come. I want to finish this morning. Thankfully, rain stopped. You're able, I want you to stand with us this morning. There's a call of God still goes out this morning. Still going out right now today. Come up with me. Come up with me to my appointed place under the city whose builder and maker is the Lord. Come up with me, and I'll appoint you a lot with me in my place. Who's giving you a better offer than that? I said, I can't. If I do that, I'll lose all my friends. Where are they going to be? I don't read where there's any other allotted blessing in all the word of God. There ain't a place for your friends if they're not in Christ. I'll lose all my friends. Well, if you love them as friends, why don't you come up with Christ this morning, give your heart and life to him, and then extend to them the same invitation that you've been given. Come up with me. Let's leave the curse of sin. Let's leave that, that pronounced guilt and shame. Let's walk with God. Come and go with me to my Father's house. Come up with me and let's walk with God. Come up with me. Let's know joy and peace and righteousness and love and holiness and blessing. Come up with me. Lord soon to come if you don't hear the call this morning you're not going to hear the trumpet call when the rapture sounds he told his prophets lift up your voice like a trumpet if you can't hear the trumpet in this pulpit and respond to that you ain't going to hear the trump of God and respond to it if you won't come up with him this morning you're not going to be able to come up with him at the rapture or when you die. A lot of people just think God's a good God. He ain't going to let nobody go to hell. You hear what this Bible says again? The wages of sin is death. It ain't that he lets men go to hell. It's that there's no allotted blessing for anybody outside of Jesus. There's no inheritance of eternal life except you be born again. Except a man be born again, 
He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. It's not my words, that's Jesus' words. I won't say if you're still living under the pronounced curse of sin, if you're still walking after Adam's ways, the ways of the flesh. And there's a call going out to you this morning. I know you're here. God knew you'd be here. God wants you to hear it. Come up with me. Come up with me. It's an upward walk. Who shall ascend the heel of the Lord? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart. Not lifted up his soul in vanity or under pride. You say, how do I get clean hands and a pure heart? need to repent of your sins. If you'll ask God, he'll forgive you. But you need more than forgiveness. You need to be changed. You need to be born again. Lord, I need a new heart. I need a new mind. God, I need you to make me a new creature. Old things pass away and behold, all things will become new. God, would you not only forgive me, but would you save me and would you change me? Would you change me completely? Would you write my name this morning in the book of life? I've heard your invitation and I'm ready to come up with you and to receive the allotted blessing you desire me to have eternal life in Christ Jesus. You hear this morning while heads are bowed, hearts. I want you to pray with me, saints, because God ordained this day for somebody to get saved. I want you to pray with me, God, would you be merciful? Would you be gracious? Would you extend the invitation as you have, Lord, for the last 2,000 years through the gospel of Jesus Christ? Come up with me. I'm asking you this morning if you're ready to, if you're ready to do that, you're ready to be saved. You want to accept the invite of God, come up with me, and I'll save you. I'll allot you the blessing that I've ordained for your life. I want you to lift your hand right now and say, that's me, preacher. That's me, preacher. Thank God. Anybody else? That's me, preacher. I'm ready. I've heard the Lord. I'm ready to obey his voice. Hallelujah. I won't tarry it this morning. I want all of us at will. I want us to fill this altar up this morning. I want you to thank God for the invite. With those that raise their hands, I want all of us to come. The tribe of Judah said, let praise go first. It's a right thing to praise God. Praise bewilders the enemy. Praise confuses the enemy. Praise sets the enemy in disarray. It's, it's proper to enter in with praise. I want us to lift both hands unto God. I want us to thank Him together for that invite that He extended toward every one of us. Come up with me. Come up with me into my lot. Lord, I didn't deserve it. But God, when I had no place, when I had no portion, God, when I had nobody, and that while I was yet a sinner, you died for me. Thank you, Lord. Calvary was for me. The blood was shed for me. You were pierced for me. You bore stripes for me. The invitation was over me this morning. God touch us this morning.
God, Lord, many brethren, many brethren. 